Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I want to talk to J.R. Radcliffe of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. You can find him at J.R. Radcliffe on Twitter, at J.R. Radcliffe on Twitter. JR, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Bill. It's been a while. We haven't chatted in some time. I know. it's uh, It's been far too long, and uh, thanks for coming on the program and joining us for a couple of minutes, because this is just weird times that we are, we're living in, and just reaching out to everybody to chit-chat some sports. But uh, let's start first and foremost with kind of what it is that, uh, because it's interesting when you have a sports department and you're a sports writer and you're going out and trying to find things to cover. What I guess right now, what is intriguing about what's going on in our country? I mean, yeah, like our jobs are completely different. And with the, with the Journal Sentinel, we converted pretty quickly to a mobile newsroom. So it's not like we're going to the office. We're not seeing anybody. We're like everybody else. We're, for the most part, not leaving our homes. Uh, obviously, there's some photographers and there's some other uh, other members of the staff who who are out there trying to uh, to capture some stories, but you know for the most part we're we're you know told to keep a distance. So everything is kind of if there are stories to cover, they're over the phone. They're what's going on on you know on social media. From a sports perspective, there's just about nothing to cover. You know, there's you can only go so far in depth in the past and sort of retrospective series and sort of simulation stories. I mean, those things start to get old after a while. So. It, it's been it's been a scrounge, and uh, people like me tend to you know be helping out with the news side wherever we can, and trying to you know trying to fill the days a little bit. Um, right now, with uh, let's just say our sports world the way it is, and I know that uh, between the NBA and Major League Baseball, they're trying to get back in the field of play or the courts uh, as soon as they possibly can. If you had to just give kind of a guesstimate. Because um, I was talking about this earlier, I know President Trump talked to all the commissioners of all the major sports leagues, and they want to see you know things get underway sooner rather than later, and the NFL to start on time. But realistically, do let me ask you this: realistically, do we have an end to the NBA season, or do you think it just gets called? I do think I do think there will be an end announced probably pretty quickly to the NBA season and the NHL season for that matter. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for them to find some sort of uh, solution, maybe you know, cloister the players together somehow in Vegas or Hawaii or some, you know, some, some place in the world that uh, they can sort of, you know, control the conditions and, and make sure everybody's healthy and, and try to get some games played with, with no crowds. But I just don't think logistically that's, that's possible. And, and just like was the case in early March, all it takes is one player getting sick to have to completely start from square, you know, square one again. You gotta, you've got to stop the games. You got to make everybody quarantine for a couple of weeks. And, uh, I just, I just don't think there's a logistical solution to that. And, um, 
you know, we've seen it in other countries that are a little bit ahead of us, how difficult I think the Chinese Basketball Association is an interesting case study as they've tried to figure out how to restart their season. And they've run into some of the same problems. I mean, again, it only takes one person being sick to cause a lot of issues. So I don't I don't imagine there's a way that this can even get going in June or July. And, and with, with that off the table, I, I just think at some point the NBA and, and other leagues are going to have to say, you know what, we just have to we just have to put our, our energy toward the start of another season. And, and I think that, like I said, I think that solution is going to come sooner rather than later. Do the Bucks get crowned champion? <laughs> I wish, man. I wish. You know, let's say they did. Would, would would you feel good about that? I mean, I I guess I I wouldn't. I mean, it's nice to be acknowledged that they were the best team, but without that actual going out and winning that championship, it's going to be an asterisk 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 season no matter what. So I, I I mean, I'm sure not. I'm sure the NBA isn't going to just say, you know, let's crown a champion just like baseball didn't say in 19 you know 1994. The Expos have the best record. Let's just give them the World Series title. Right. You know, that's that's probably that's not going to happen, but. You know, uh, we'll always know. We'll always know that they were the best team in, in basketball when when it ended. I, I think we'd love to know what it would have been like to see them face off with the Lakers or something in a seven game series. You know, in the in the finals. But without without that certainty, I, I just I just don't know if anybody will ever feel like twenty twenty was was the achievement it could have been. Uh, I know that they would have to push back collective bargaining agreements. They would have to rewrite some of the uh, some. There would have to be amendments to the CBA until after the season culminated. Let's just say they should start back up in June or something to that effect. Uh, I know that Giannis was saying it's going to be at least a couple of weeks once everybody gets together before they can even come back and start really playing basketball again. Uh, so then the question becomes: If indeed the league's plan would be June and July into August for the championship. And then delay the start of the NBA season until Christmas. Good for basketball, bad for basketball. I, I mean, I think that's fine. If that solution, it's extremely optimistic solution. But if it, if it worked out, I think people would completely be happy with that. People just want to see games again. They want to they want to know that there's you know competition out there that people are going to be able to compete for a championship. Their teams, their players are going to be able to compete for a title. And if that happened in any capacity, I, 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 that will not be bad for the game. A delay to the next season is, I think at this point, you'd assume would have to be part of the equation for this to work out. And you know, the NBA has even talked in the past about moving the season later anyway, so that it doesn't conflict with the NFL season. They have to, they pretty much, they pretty much have to go into hiding for the first two months of the season, you know, three months of the season until the NFL is off the docket that's when people really start paying attention to the NBA. So I think it'd be a perfectly fine solution. The, the problem is I just, I don't, I don't think we can realistically expect June, you know, you've got golf events and other events that are, um, I mean, Summerfest, things like that, that have, that ha- are on the schedule for June and even July that are, that are postponing, pushing, you know, pushing to later into the fall. So uh, again, I just don't know if a, you know, combat you know like like players playing tight against each other is something that we can we can expect in june or even july but uh but it, it, it that would certainly be a scenario i think most fans would be comfortable with if that could work out how late does this season get put off for major league baseball before baseball has to say yeah, i don't think it's going to get done i think that's a really good question i've been thinking about that a lot myself you know if if, if there is a way to start on july 1st that's that's the full half of the season on the schedule as it is, and, and you figure they're comfortable at this point going into October and, and playing, let's say, through the month of October. Well, that's two-thirds of a season. If they can get four months of baseball, I have to think they'd be comfortable with that. 
after, you know, if you can't play in July, can you do an August, September, October, do a full, you know, just a straight half a season? I, I, I think so. I think given the, given the desperate times, that would still be a possibility, still be on the table. I think it's after that that you have to start wondering if it's all worth it because, uh, of course, to go in through the month of October, you are delaying your offseason, you're pushing everything back. seems like that would still be tenable through a month. But but more than that, I think, is a little dicey. I'd be fascinated to know how it would impact Milwaukee. If we can get baseball in July and August and then you get into a part of the season where a lot of games can't be played because of inclement winter weather, you know, would a dome stadium like Milwaukee wind up hosting a bunch of additional games, a bunch of maybe even postseason games. You know, you, you don't you don't know, and certainly that's you know cart before the horse. <laughs> I think we're just like right, right. Any form before we think about what how that would impact uh, impact Milwaukee. But I start to think about regionally. Let's just say Chicago, or you know, I mean, like, do they hold regional baseball in certain areas? You know what I mean? In certain dome stadiums. Because you don't have any in Cincinnati, you don't have any in Pittsburgh, you don't have any in New York, you don't have any uh, in Boston, you don't have a Dome Stadium in Cleveland, you know. Right. So do you do you play it regionally in Milwaukee, which would be the next really the closest city, and then say you hold one say down in Miami, you hold another one say out in L.A. You know what I mean? And and maybe you play region out in Arizona. Uh, for like the Colorados and Seattle, Seattle's got a dome. But you know, for things like that, do you hold it regionally like that? And then you're right. Would Milwaukee then become a benefactor of all of that? I think that would be a, a super fascinating, and and definitely would be something that's discussed. And even on the fir- on the front end of the season, because there will have to be like with basketball or or any sport a ramping up period. You know, we got to finish sort of the or. or sort of redo some of spring training at this point that's probably going to happen not all in arizona that'll probably happen in locations around the around the country and you got to think milwaukee would be the sensible place to have let's say the cubs the white Sox, the brewers maybe a couple other those maybe the twins a couple of those other midwestern teams you've mentioned it makes sense to bring them together finish whatever training they want to do before the regular season begins but yeah i mean if 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 in the optimistic world we get baseball in 2020, I think it could be an interesting time for the city of Milwaukee and for and for Miller Park. Talking with J.R. Radcliffe of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Find him on Twitter at J.R. Radcliffe. Uh, the Packers offseason. Um, excited about it? Not excited about it? Ho-hum? Waiting for the draft? What? I guess I'm, I'm in a ho-hum holding pattern. I mean, I, I think it's cool that... You got it. You got a guy from uh, from the Milwaukee area, Ricky Wagner, coming uh, coming to the team and, and hopefully bolstering the offensive line. I think it's I think it's not a very flashy signing. And, and Christian Kirksey, I think, is filling the absolutely addressing what they needed at that position. Just you know, again, there there might be flashier guys out there. It's it's all about the draft for for me. I mean, that that wide receiver position is just something that you know I feel like is such an important thing to address and. I, I, I'm I'm interested to see if, you know there's other plot lines too. If they draft a quarterback, secondary, I and mean, there's a lot of things out there that they could get. But the the receiving class in this draft is so loaded, and I, I just really want to see who they end up with coming out of the draft. Otherwise, I feel like what they've done is has addressed what you know what they would need to do. So uh, so far so so far so fine, and uh, I'll, I'll be really interested to see who they come away with from uh, you know for the end of April. Um, do they go first available, or do you think they end up with wide receiver, uh, or is it tackle? Do they go with a positional guy like that, or beef up front? Or if you had to list your needs as uh, as say somebody that uh, you know watches the Green Bay Packers religiously, the needs are wide receiver, what middle linebacker, you know offensive tackle, or what? 
I don't know if they'll put a whole lot of resources toward middle linebacker. You know, just historically that hasn't been something that they really emphasize per se. And a lot of their best players like sort of at that position have sort of come later in the draft. But, uh, I mean, yeah, if it's, if it's not receiver and then receiver again, <laughs> and then receiver again, why not? Like three rounds, let's just do it. Let's load up that receiving core. Um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably, one of the lines, I mean, I think their offensive line is pretty set. They do have some options with, uh, you know, with right tackle. They could, with Billy Taylor possibly moving out there, if they were able to find, you know, they've got guys. I don't know if they have five all-stars on the line at this point, but they've got guys to fill that spot. So I think, uh, to me, it's just receiver, receiver, and any, you know, anything else they fill is, is, is fine, and surely they'll address more than one need, but uh, got to get those playmakers for Aaron Rodgers. Just got to find those guys. Maybe tight end, too, while we're at it. JR, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll get you back on real soon, and obviously once the draft culminates, we'll probably touch base then again as well, okay? All right, sounds good. We'll talk to you then. Appreciate it, pal. Stay safe. There you go. J.R. Radcliffe of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.